Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It's award season in America. We've seen the Golden Globes, the Grammys just went off, and the Oscars are coming up in just a few weeks. When you think of coverage of those awards, you might think of reporters waiting breathlessly just off the red carpet, where the question is always, who are you wearing? But Koa Beck and Jessica Bennett say, in the Me Too era, that's no longer enough. Every week we hear from Koa, editor-in-chief of Jezebel, and Jessica, gender editor for The New York Times. And this week they ask, how are news outlets covering the awards this year and what can be done better? Jessica Bennett says The New York Times tried one way of making a change. Our style section, which, you know, always sends reporters to cover it. We cover fashion. We cover it from the entertainment angle. We send photographers. We wanted to do something different this year, and so instead of sending our usual entertainment photographers, we sent Damon Winter, who is a Pulitzer Prize-winning photojournalist who covers politics, to actually cover the red carpet. And so I was highly conscious watching, and this was the Golden Globes, you know, whether the journalistic methods and the reporting methods would actually change on the red carpet, because certainly Mm -hmm. some of the photography was shifting, or at least we were trying to shift it. But you still saw a lot of the same Mm -hmm. sort of shallow questioning. Like even if it Mm -hmm. was asking about Me Too, it was asking the same question over and over again, followed by what are you wearing or who are you wearing? During the Golden Globes specifically, Jezebel had a video where we actually did a supercut of a lot of red carpet footage in which specifically male broadcast journalists cut off women as they were elaborating on Time's Uh Up and Me Too. (laughs) Right. Well, Amanda Hess, who's a critic in the culture section of the Times, wrote this great piece about basically what happened on the red carpet. But she she mentions this moment where Tarana Burke, the creator of Me Too, is elaborating exactly what you're saying. She's elaborating on the movement and whichever network was showing it literally zoomed out and made it a tiny little square in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. So it was literally like she was an accessory to the celebrity. Mm -hmm. I think what this underscores um, is that, one, we need more journalists in the space who can talk about this and who can interview, whether it's people in entertainment or other industries, about sexual harassment and sexual violence. What we're seeing in real time is that we don't have that. And so... Like Carson Daly, maybe not... Yeah, not everybody has the skill set to report on this. Another thing that the staff and I have been commenting on and talking about a lot internally is that we're now seeing like routine press interviews for movies with actresses, given the climate interviewers just sort of slide in with like, so have you ever been sexually assaulted? And and I mean, that's such a deeply offensive and horrific thing to ask somebody without any sort of indication that you will be asking that. <laughs> and to just slide that in casually amidst like, well, tell me about this role and tell me about this film. And it, it's not a fluffy question to ask someone. And just because it's very topical in our culture right now doesn't mean that you're entitled to survivors' stories. Having said that, if they want to share them, there is a protocol for that that follows you know, certain avenues of trust and articulating what's happened to you. But reporters in the space cannot just ad hoc this. I think also another thing that we're seeing that overlaps really cleanly with this too is that in a post-Weinstein landscape where you have allegations within entertainment being read widely, 
a lot of entertainment desks have now become sexual harassment mm. desks by virtue of demand, mm-hmm. which is irksome because, one, not everyone can just do this reporting and do it well, which I think you saw very clearly with the Babe Aziz Ansari story. Um, not everyone can just wade into this and accurately report sexual harassment, sexual violence. This harkens back a bit to the conversation we had a few weeks ago about how do you cover this? Because I mm-hmm. do feel like there is a lack of industry-wide training Mm -hmm. or understanding about how you deal with such sensitive topics and what is the appropriate way to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. Why is trust important? Because we have these guides for covering all sorts of other things, but we don't have one as it exists for covering sexual assault. Jessica, what would be the call-out from you to journalists who are covering red carpets and awards? I actually think it would be fascinating if institutions decided to send reporters who are not necessarily entertainment journalists, Mm -hmm. which isn't to say that there aren't amazing entertainment journalists out there. But, you know, what if you had an investigative reporter who covered Hollywood asking the questions? You know, in in our case, Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey were on that story for six to eight months. They've continued to cover it. I would be fascinated to hear what they would ask people on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. And, and I think more broadly, treating the red carpet as you would anything else. It's weird that the red carpet is this space where we can just ask these very superficial, fluffy questions, whereas in every other context, journalists are held to this bar of seriousness. Okay. In real time, reporter workshop. Ready? <laughs> okay. Ready. Okay. So you and I are on a red carpet reporting Me Too. How would we approach a talent who is coming towards us to accurately report on this moment? I mean, I actually think we would approach it the way we approach any other subject. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm interviewing someone, I do research. I read up on what they've been working on. I read up on where they came from. I read up on things that they've said in the past. And I try to pull out the most interesting threads. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they're here for a reason. We need to ask them about their film. But can we just ask them questions of interest that don't necessarily focus on what they're wearing? Mm -hmm. And as far as me too, I want to know what brought them to this. I want to know what their message is. I don't just want to know whether or not they're wearing a Time's Up pin. I want to know what Time's Up means to them. One of the things I would do personally on the red carpet that we have not seen is that I would approach male talent and ask them about sexual harassment, sexual violence. That has been one of our biggest criticisms as a staff and that once again, the weight has fallen to women to account for this. So I would make a point to approach, um, let's say, Gary Oldman, because he just got a Golden Globe. And I would ask, have you ever witnessed any sexual harassment on set? Have you ever observed anything and thought maybe you should tell a producer about it or observe something like that? And depending on how far we got in the re- in the interview, I would also ask him about the assault allegations against him by his third wife. And then you'd promptly be hustled off. And then I'd promptly be hustled off the red carpet. I think that also harkens back to a different segment in that we are now at a moment in which we are asking people to think more critically about the culture they consume. And if we have events like the Golden Globes and the Grammys that allegedly want to engage in this discourse and and authentically engage with it, not just play the optics, then this is a more truthful way to do that. And isn't just about wearing a pin because anyone can do that. Yeah. And I would, in fact, do this. Let's. So Jessica and I are putting out our shingle. We will cover your red carpet if you are bold enough to have us. 
Koa Beck is editor-in-chief of Jezebel, and Jessica Bennett is the gender editor for The New York Times. You can find all of their conversations at thetakeaway.org slash Memos.